Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm fine. How are you? Sam, very well. So let's kick off the show by talking about the big one from the weekend: Scotland versus England. Heartbreaking, wasn't it? It was heartbreaking, but it was a lot better than what I expected. Yeah, it was Scotland two, uh, England two. Um, first half was so dull. It was terrible. It was, it was horrendous. The first half was like shocking. I was both to tears, and then in the second half. Uh, Chamberlain obviously Chamberlain scored a yeah. goal uh, which honestly should never have went in no. Craig Gordon straight, it was straight at him it That's was straight at Craig Gordon let's, let's remember he's the best keeper in the league apparently yes got in a team of the season according to our fellow <laughs> pundit yes but uh, Craig Gordon he was pathetic in that game he was at fault for both the goals of course Armstrong should have like cleared that ball but he didn't know Craig Gordon should have done so much better even with that Harry Kane goal he was God was pathetic throughout that whole game and I was saying to you right can you see if you put Craig Gordon in a, a Rangers team a Hearts team Hibs team Aberdeen team I think he would, I think he'd be very poor I don't think he'd cope he definitely wouldn't have had the most clean sheets he, he, he was a lot better in his younger days and now he's just I think he's living off of the defence that's put in front of him in the league and I think he was showing up at the weekend. Cause no, it, no, yeah, the weekend. Because, yeah, Gordon's got a fantastic defence in front of him at Celtic, right? And look who he had in front of him at Scotland, right? Like, Scotland's got a very poor defence, yep. right? I would say, in, when you look at the whole Scotland team... It's a very that, attacking defence. Yeah, but they, they see the two centre... Like, I think the defence is the worst... Like, the weakest part of the Scotland team. And Gordon, poor defence in front of him. And he just couldn't cope. He was terrible throughout the whole game. And But Lee Griffiths... My God. Like, Lee Griffiths proves by why he should be in the team every single time Scotland scored announced. It's his first two goals for Scotland and what a way to get them. It was utterly baffling how Lee Griffiths wasn't I'll, in the team before. I'll, I'll hold my hands up with this. That I, when I was watching the game, when he stood over the first free kick and I was like, Lee Griffiths never seems to score free kicks when it matters. And I was like, I was thinking he normally scores them when Celtic are already winning. And it's like, oh, it's just Lee Griffiths scores. A, it's, it's a decent free kick, but he's like, they're already winning. And then it went top back and I was like, oh well, he's just, I've just been completely silenced. And I was sitting with a Celtic fan at the time as well and he did not let me forget that I'd just said that. And then I'm at a minutes later again, I'm like, nah, he's not doing it again. He's not doing it again. He's going to miss. Goes in again, the Celtic fan again, let me know that. Yeah, it was I'd like, when the first goal went, I was like, oh my god, what a finish. And then Scotland got the second free kick and I was like, I had a feeling in my gut, I had a gut feeling. And I was like, he's going to score this. And he did. And I was like, oh my God, Scotland are about to do it here. They're about to beat England. And then, that then Armstrong, then, like then, being, then being a Scotland fan, kicks in again. Yeah, we couldn't hold it out whatsoever. Armstrong, what was he doing? Why not just clear the ball up the park and then... There's two different options. Yeah, yeah. It goes down the left where the Scotland player actually is. But he, or you just you boot it, you boot it right, you boot it into the England fans. Yeah, not the other side of the pitch. Yeah, I or, couldn't. Yeah. But he chose to go right when nobody, was, <laughs> nobody went right, and then I, I, the, the, I rarely make excuses for the defence, but the Scotland defence were instantly put back under pressure. There, they weren't in shape because they expected the ball to be launched up, and then they got caught out. What was Charlie Mulgrew doing? <laughs> I, I, I think he was he was caught between he was trying to get out. Like they were, they were moving up. They were trying to break away. Like they, because Scotland had the ball. I think he's thought we've got the ball. We're safe. We're going to kick it away, and then it comes back instantly. And he's caught under the ball, and then obviously Kane uh, sneaks in and puts it. Yeah, it was like those two goals are preventable. They were those two England goals are easily preventable. And 
Gordon Evans, England were fi- like give it like the, the shots that were firing at him uh, earlier on in the game. They were there were shots they could easily have like caught, but he just panned them away. And I was like, oh god. There was a few shots. Was, there was a few shots where Gordon just wasn't holding them. He yeah, was he wasn't holding them. Pushing yeah. them away. Yeah, he was just like he was just panning them away, and I was like, what are you doing? You can easily like the, catch that. The, what annoys about the the Chamberlain goal the most? That came from usually a reliable defender in Kieran Tierney going back and then mucks up the pass back and then has to continue on to meet the pass to then pass it back again and then Gordon has to his, to his credit it wasn't his fault he had to then just launch it and he launched it and he's put it out and it's went out for the throw in that England have then scored from and again it's it's Armstrong I think Armstrong got in Tierney's way when he was trying to go in for the tackle and then Gordon just does what Gordon did and yeah, yeah. pushed into the net yeah, I was I was not impressed with Craig Gordon whatsoever. I've said many times he was, uh, I thought he was utterly pathetic. So, Gordon Strang. A Scotland can still qualify. They can. It's not. It's, it's not, not impossible, but I don't think it will happen. Point, it's a point against England that a lot of teams won't get. Fair enough. Fair enough. Slovakia. I think was it Slovakia, and was it Slovenia? One of them got a point. One of them got a point at home. The same as us. I think it might have been Slovenia. But we beat Slovenia anyway, so we've got that on uh, on them. But that's a point that a lot of teams won't get because Slovenia and Slovakia now need to play at home. They play it away to England, sorry. So we've played England. That's it. We're done. We don't need to play them again. That was, in my opinion, it like it was a golden it, chance. That three points would have been a, a huge boost for Scotland. But obviously, I still think the point isn't isn't the the worst thing that's happened. Gordon Strachan said before the game, "It's a must not lose game." Mm. We had to win that if we, in my opinion, to really stand a, a real w- solid good chance of w- qualifying. And that, that felt like a defeat for Scotland. But that felt like a defeat. It did. Because, what I, right, Gordon Strachan so far has not been a good Scotland manager. But see, if even if Scotland didn't qualify, right, and, and we beat England, he could say, okay, uh, at least I beat England. That's his highlight of his whole tenure as Scotland manager. And it's, that's the thing that was quite frustrating. Scotland were not even... A- they weren't able to hold it out. Just for a few more minutes, that was it. And it was just typical Scotland, that's I, what it was. I don't, I, I don't think... It, I don't, it's a disappointing result that we've drawn, but have uh, been in a winning position. But if you'd have said to Scotland fans, we can, we're going to draw this game, it wouldn't have been... Scotland fans wouldn't have been like, oh, no, it was like, no I'm not having a draw. A draw, still we still get a point, obviously. It's a must win against Lithuania when we're away it's a must win against Malta but if we win those two games I believe when we play I believe when we play Lithuania I think one of Slovenia or Slovakia play England and then when we play Malta it's Slovenia versus Slovakia so one of them is going to drop points or both of them we could potentially already be in second place by if we beat Malta and we beat Lithuania and then we've left with the two crunch games against Slovakia and Slovenia obviously home to Slovakia and away to Slovenia it's doable it's not impossible. It's not impossible, if, but if I don't think it's do very it, likely. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it Scotlandly, and that's the only way that is possible for Scotland, and that's the difficult way. And see, the, the thing is, from the last campaign, which I f- was very frustrated at, see, the, like, it was, it was, we started off, we beat Ireland, got a point uh, in Ireland as well, and then it came to the Georgia game. We totally bottled it. Uh, but there's a bit of breaking news, by the way. Oh, let's hear Derek McInnes has rejected Sunderland. Right, we'll, we'll go to that side of the <laughs> later on, right? Look at you, you're all buzzing. I'm on from your I am buzzing. 
Okay, right. But let's get back to let's stick to the format. Scotland, stick to this. But yes. I know you're starting, you're over the moon right now, John James, but let's kind of, come on, back to Scotland, come on, let's get you depressed again. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I forgot what I was saying there. I, I, I thought about uh, last campaign, yeah, it was in our grasp, it was in our hands, and then we played Georgia, in a typical Scotland way, bottled it, so we did. And in my like opinion on going striking is, I think... If we don't qualify, he needs to go. And I think you would agree, agree with that, yeah, yeah. don't you? Um, Gone striking, if we don't qualify, in my opinion, he's just a failure for Scotland manager. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it is. Cause, right, let's be honest, right, the first, it when is. he first took, hold on, see when he first came in, mm. uh, I, I, like, for, for the World Cup qualifiers back in, when was it, 2012? No, it was 2013. No, 2012? Yeah, it would have been. No. The 2012-13? It would have been 2012-13, yeah. Because the World Cup was in 2013. Yeah, it was the one with Craig Levine, right? Yeah, like 24, it's 2014 World Cup qualifiers, right? Um, I let that one slide it wasn't his like we were already gone by then Levine already done the damage but he was get, then he was given the the, the Euros uh, Euro qualifiers Euro 16 qualifiers full campaign for that in a grasp didn't qualify yeah. now he's been given this campaign quite the, see the group is quite favourable it it's not really a, a hugely difficult group of course you've got England there they'll top the group and we've just started this campaign off so poorly and Two field campaigns, and if you don't qualify, he needs to go. Quite frankly, if I, in, in my opinion, I thought, thought uh, like even after last campaign, I was like, that's not enough. I want him to go, but as you were saying, the, see the, quite, the question I think was right. See when you think about, like think of think back to Alex McLeish, right? What right? What what him and Walter Smith done wrong? Because that was that was a joint campaign because they both managed. Should not so much Watchmith because he left, so you can't really judge how it would have finished if he was there. I think we would have qualified if Watchmith did in charge. Is Alex McLeish a failure because we never got there, or is he a glorious failure because of the fact that the group we were in was was he unlucky with the team it was, we were in? It was a- then we look at Gordon Strachan. Is Gordon Strachan a failure because the group we're in is not the easiest group? It was, let's, let's be fair, Slovakia, Slovenia. And England, those those two teams are. Probably, but it's not hugely difficult. Yeah, those two teams are on par with us. Slovakia and Slovenia are not any better or any worse than what Scotland under. So that's three teams that are pretty much on the same platform. And then if you look at the group stage, uh, the group, the qualifying group before that, Germany again, obviously we didn't stand much chance against Germany. Uh, Ireland and yeah, and Poland, right? I can the first uh, one, yeah, it was it was difficult, but it's very, it's two very tough. I'm not, I'm not saying the striking should stay because. He's made some very poor team selections, and that's ultimately what I felt cost us in qualifying for the World Cup because we could have beat we could have beat Ireland, we could have beat Poland, and that's what ultimately, Georgia as well. Ultimately, that this campaign is going to be very similar to that campaign in the sense of if we if we if we lose to if we lose or draw with Lithuania, that's the, that's Georgia. That's that's almost the exact scenario. But if we beat Lithuania and we beat Malta, then. It's pretty much the same scenario as the last group in the sense of that's Poland and Ireland. We need to do a result against them. We need to do a result against Slovenia and Slovakia. So realistically, we're going to have to win at least three out of four of these games, I say. Not lose, not lose any of them. I mean. But he has been given two field campaigns yeah. and he's. It just will. It's not like. We've still got a chance, but if he fails to qualify from this one, that's it. Like two field campaigns and we failed in both of them, did qualify. Quite frankly, needs to go. But. For his replacement, who would you like to see replace Gordon Strachan if he went? I, I, I don't know because the only the only person I've heard of being linked is David Moyes. 
I would not be against that. Um, do you think he could adapt to international football though? I certainly, I certainly think he could. Yeah, I, I think I, he I'm could. Not, I'm, I, see, I'm not, I'm not doubting his ability to manage Scotland. I'm doubting. I'm, I'm not saying that he couldn't, right? But what I'm saying is, Scotland fans want to qualify. Like that's what it's an absolute burning desire. So what if we went foreign? And maybe go. I know it didn't. I know. Work, I, I know it didn't work out, but it's a different like time uh, now. If we went, look at look at Iceland. Did. Iceland went foreign. Iceland got uh, uh, the French, Italian, some one of them. French, I think. Uh, they went. For, they went for this option, and they became this team that's sons. They have no right to beat be, England in the Euros. They have <laughs> no right to be where they are. Just beat uh, Croatia as well in the qualifiers. Uh, they have no right to be where they are, but they've went foreign. And they've they've kept their they've kept their strategy that's specific specific to the squad that they have. Meanwhile, Scotland are still trying to stay. We're staying Scottish. And it's like, ever since Bertie Volks, which yes, disaster, absolute disaster. Yeah, we've went Scottish ever since. Arguably not done any better. Craig Levine had a the same, if not worse, campaign than what Bertie Volks did. Yeah, Levine was uh, an absolute shambles. Of I'll, I'll, give, I'll, manager I'll, I'll give I'll I'll give Walter Smith. I, I I think he was the best since then. It would have probably qualified if he'd stayed. Smith and McLeish. Sure, McLe- but see when you look McLeish ultimately did fail. But but look at that group we had. Like we went right down we in the last game against Italy, and we got done by that dodgy free kick. The, the result you can then look back into the draw with Georgia. He was responsible for that. We did beat France twice. Beat France twice, and then slip up to Georgia. That's like you can't and, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, I, but I, I mean, what's what's the harm in looking abroad? Look, look. look who the, that's the thing? Like, well, I, I just mentioned him. I can't remember his name. He's escaping me. That guy who managed Iceland, I believe, doesn't have a job. Mm. Why not bring someone to land? Like, why not bring someone that's going to bring fresh ideas to Scotland? Do you know what Tom English said, right? Um, guy works for the BBC, journalist. He actually said that Scotland should go for Michael O'Neill, and I was like, "Why would oh. Michael leave? Why why would Michael O'Neill leave Northern Ireland? Who he is not Scotland? Irish. He isn't. He is Northern Irish, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Yes. But why would he leave Northern I, Ireland to go to? Well, I, he's not Irish. To, why would he leave to go to I said Scotland? To you that I, I said to that. you that I could see him leaving Northern Ireland for a club. Yeah, but not for and another, I, another I even, like international job. Even when it's far to say, I think he'd leave Northern Ireland for a top Scottish club. Like he'd leave for a top six Scottish club. Maybe not like St. Johnson. Maybe like. Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, and obviously he'd go to Celtic Rangers, but uh, I think he'd leave for those clubs. I don't think he would leave Northern Ireland, who is actually his country, to then go manage another Scotland. country. No, yeah. I don't think he'd do that. Unless he got sacked, but he's not going to get sacked. He's, he's, no. he's pretty much, I'm not, I'm, obviously I'm, I'm not clued in with Northern Irish football history, but I'm pretty sure he'd be one of, if not the best manager they've had. I think that's getting them to a major tournament. That's a fair point. And more than likely, going to get them to another one. Yeah. Uh, but I th- he hasn't leaving Northern Ireland for. No, why would he? That, when Tom English said that, it's the same as he like, obviously got slaughtered when he said that. Like it was a ludicrous thing to that's say. That's the same as like saying, "Oh, why don't Scotland go for Chris Coleman?" It's like, like Chris Coleman, <laughs> no, he's not going to leave Wales to go to Scotland. Uh, I know it was absurd. That it was. Why don't, go, why, why don't we go for a groundbreaking decision to go for Martin O'Neill? Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah, um, go on Strachan. If Strachan was to go, I would like to see either Alex Neil or Alex McLeish come in. Oh. I, I, my top three picks in order would be Alex Neil, mm-hmm. Alex McLeish. Um, and Davy Moyes. I don't think you go back to McLeish. Uh, I think McLeish is a good manager. I, I said to you, I think my my problem is you. If you're at the Scotland job, there is no job bigger than the Scotland but, job. But look how close we came. Right, that was the closest we ever came mm. to qualifying for a major tournament in our lifetime, you and that was under Alex McLeish. Don't go back though. Don't go back to 
an old. But, like, that, I wouldn't be against it. Like, obviously, Alex Neal would be my Alex first choice. Neal's but McLeish. Fresh. That, he, that, uh, that idea is intriguing, Alex Neal. But, but Alex McLeish, I think he's been out of the game since, I think, 2014, when they Nottingham Forest. The only problem with international management is the But he's got, a, like, he's got a proven tra- uh, track record, McLeish, and I'm like, he became that close. It was a tough group. I'm thinking, why not? I why not just give him a. Another chance. I think we should take a risk. I mean, I mean, I, 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 either if we're staying Stuartish, Alex Neil, if we're going foreign, look, look at all these different. I, I can't name anyone that jumps in the head instantly. Yeah, it's tracking, it's tracking. At the time, didn't make sense. It, it, it didn't make sense at the time. Because he, he, he was, he, Scott, he came in and he lifted the hearts again. Yeah, Scotland fans were crying out for going striking. I thought it would work out. Obviously, it's not worked well, out. Um, <laughs> my, my dad famously says this: the only reason Gordon Strachan's still on a job, in his opinion is because of the Scotland fans when we played Gibraltar and they were all chanting his name in the final game. He believes that kept them in a job. He thinks he would have been gone that that qualifying if Scotland fans hadn't chanted his name in Gibraltar when we were winning 4-0 in a meaningless game. But obviously that, we'll never know if that was the case. But I mean, if we don't qualify, he needs to go. If you fail two times in a qualification campaign, then... You've had two goals at the Euros and the World Cup and you failed them both, so you may as well try somewhere else. It doesn't help the fact that C... <coughs> pardon me. It doesn't help the fact that Stuart Regan is in like, the SFA oh, as the a SF- whole. The, SFA, the SFA as a whole are just utterly clueless. Yeah. Like They're just not dialled in. They're so out of touch. They know zero about football. I'm going on record saying that. They absolutely know zero. Like, but going back to that, uh, the, the 2014 World Cup qualifiers, it was... Baffling how Craig Levine was, like how he lasted that long. Yeah. He should have been gone after the first two games. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous, and then it was just too little, too late when Strachan came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Strachan, if you don't qualify, I think majority of Scotland fans will agree with us yeah. and say that he I has to go. Be, I don't think there'll be a lot of disagreement with what's been said there. I, I think it's pretty much yeah. It's, it's the views of Scottish fans. I think now more than ever, more Scottish fans are actually communicating like when it comes yeah. to the national team and I think a lot of the consensus is exactly what's been said that Scotland are in the na- this whole argument of Scotland's too small Scotland's not got the resources that all these other countries have like Iceland Wales Northern Ireland yeah, all, no. the, all these nations even 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 other nations like uh, who's, oh, what was their name uh, Albania Albania aren't exactly they made it. They made it to the Euros. They're not. They have. They have what? I'm fair enough. They have a, a few. I can't, none of the none of their players jumped to mind straight away either. They have a few decent players, but they're not. They're not world beaters. Yeah, I know. It's just about the way you set up. And um, the thing that annoyed, not annoying me so much was seeing Euro 2016. Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. Wales, and of course England. Like, yeah, they all made it out of the group. Yeah, they all, all qualified for the Euros. They're all playing teams that. What What was infuriating was watching Northern Ireland's group, and I was like. Scotland could beat those teams. I'm always like, Scotland could beat those teams. And the thing is, the team that finished third, they qualified for the last 16. <laughs> Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland had, there's another thing, Ukraine. Ukraine have had their heyday when they had Shevchenko. I know they have Yarmolenko now, but again, one player doesn't make a team. Darth Bull. But, Yarmolenko, that's probably, they beat, they beat, Northern Ireland beat Ukraine. They beat, they didn't beat anyone else, they drew the rest of the games, didn't they? Well, they lost to Germany. Look at Wales, they made the the semi-finals of the Euros and they got knocked out by the winners. What they have though, they have is what Scotland don't have and that's a team, they have team spirit as well as having a world-class player in Gareth Bale, which Scotland obviously don't have. 
they just, Scotland had the t- half the team spirit that Wales had. And Northern Ireland. And Northern Ireland. And, 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 and Ireland as well. If we had the same sort of squ- togetherness that those, those squads have created, we'd get there. Yeah. We, we'd get to those. England, England, obviously, I don't think Scotland should be looking at England because I mean, England have their own problems. I mean, England make it based on the quality of their individual, not necessarily their team. Yeah. But those teams, those Northern Ireland, Ireland and Wales, they make it on togetherness. Like Wales, what was their motto? Was it uh, all together or something like that? Uh, I'm pretty, sure, that was, I'm pretty sure it was a hashtag all together when they were in the Euros. See in Scotland, that's not the case. In, yeah. the, in Scotland, the case is, oh, you're a Rangers fan, or oh, you're a Celtic fan. He's like, Aberdeen fan. All we're so separated. We aren't even united in the. And in let's the be fans. honest. I think let's be quite frank about this. Right, I think most people will agree with us. Scotland. Of course, Scotland. Let's be honest. Or even international football as a whole. You want to see them do well. We want to see a country do well. But let's be honest, we, do, we put our clubs ahead of our national see, team by far. The way I think it started with Levine, it started during that reign, that I think in that reign, it became more apparent that if, if someone was offered, was like, say if it was to you or to any other Rangers fan or to any other Aberdeen fan or any other Celtic fan or other clubs, if they said, you can, you can have club success or your team can make this finals. It's like, a lot of people were like, I'm more of a club fan than I'm a, an, 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 an international fan now. Exactly. There's no to, there's no togetherness in Scotland. We, we, there's a bit of togetherness. See, after this England game, we've created a bit of... There's this spirit about Scotland after the England game and we need to keep that going. We need to beat Lithuania. If we beat Lithuania and we beat Malta, that togetherness will carry on and that needs to be there for Slovakia. That needs to be there for that home game. We need to sell out. See the way that the atmosphere was against England? That needs to be there for Slovakia. I don't think there'll be a seller actually, only because see the ticket prices. The, no, ticket, the ticket prices, prices are absolutely prices. ridiculous. No, no, they changed the ticket prices for England. How much were you charging for the Lithuania game? It was like. No, I don't know if you. I think the Lithuania game, I might be wrong on this, but I'm sure it was well over uh, £35. Well, I'm, I'm sure it was. The England game was definitely bumped up. The prices were bumped up for the England game. Well, it was £60. Uh, and. I don't know the, the average price. It's daily robbery, so what, what, That's the primary... The fans aren't getting rewarded, they're, they're see watching if, utter draws. See if the SFA were like, right, the, the SFA, what they should do right now is they should be looking at, they should be in the meeting right now and they'll be like, right, we've drew England, it's not the end of the world, we need to win our next two games, and then we've, well, we've got a home game against Malta, right, so if we can if we can beat Lithuania, we have two home games next, which is Malta and Slovakia. If they reduce ticket prices or even put deals on for that, then Scotland fans, if we beat Lithuania, are going to be like, can do this. Can do this, and make it a, an occasion. Make it so Slovakia. Slovakia are notorious, and the fans are not cases. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be difficult to intimidate, intimidate them, obviously. But see the atmosphere that was created for that England game. It was bouncing. It was the the atmosphere was electric. Danny Neville even said, "I've never yeah. experienced that kind of reaction atmosphere." There is an appetite before There, there is an appetite for success for the, the, the national team, and they need to. They need to capture that and they need to keep it going. Like if they can have that atmosphere, see when the players walk out against Slovakia, they should be hit with a wall of noise that they know Scotland are like they really want this. They want this and then the players would should really want it. Because Ross is the last chance for a few players to make it to mm-hmm. a final. We've been saying that for how many yeah, years? Is that all? I know. Like, for the likes of Scott Brown, for the likes of Craig Craig Gordon. Uh, like uh, as you mentioned Scott Brown there. Scott Brown at club level, good player. And a national level. He's, I think, he's rubbish. I, I think I, I really. He was, he was anonymous throughout that I whole game. I really defend Scott Brown, but I think what really hampered that was that yellow card in the first two minutes. They, I, that, no, but that's, that's, that's a stupid foul. Yeah, no, I mean, what was his thought process on I that? Think, why, why be so, like, daft? Why be so, like, like, come on, the guy's an experienced player. 
It's a massive game I against England. Big cut, big uh, qualifier, big World Cup qualifier. Why do you lunge in like that in the first two minutes of a game, and then that's you hampered for the rest of the game? I'm gonna absolutely I'm ridiculous. Gonna, I'm gonna buy into the conspiracy theories here and say that's because he doesn't get booked for that stuff with Celtic. Like, see when they make those challenge, when he makes <coughs> those challenges in the league in the big games, then the referee just gives him a talking to it first, and then that's him. That's him apparently doing well. Doing what all players are told, like let them know you're there, there early. See if you don't get booked for that. I'm happy for Scott Brown to do that. If you don't get booked, because you need to let England, you need to let England know they're in a, a game. But, but not the first. Day, <laughs> it's like it was so stupid. You don't like. He doesn't get booked for that though when he plays for Celtic. It, it takes like what eight attempts before he gets booked in the cup in the Scottish Cup final. Did Scott Brown even get booked? No. And you've seen you obviously I've seen it being there. Obviously Celtic fans have seen it. Celtic fans know that he gets away with, and he he doesn't get booked. And then it's, it's not SFA referees though when he's at international level. If he is, a referee sees that, he's like, yellow card, jog on. Yeah, because the standard that referee is. off as well. Yeah, because the standard referee in Scotland is it's appalling, it really is. And then these referees in Europe, etc., they, they're pretty good. Mm. They're, they're, they've got a good standard refereeing. And like just going back to like England though, see even that England aren't a great side, right? This is, no, they're not. They're, they're not far from it. But. <laughs> See, in every single area of the park, they are, I'm going to say it now, they are light years ahead of Scotland in every single area of the park. Like, they're so fast, they're so quick, and Scotland are struggling to cope with that. Like, you see them towards the end of the game, Scotland, the Scotland players were getting tired out, England players were still fit, they were still going. Because that England team, not great, but they've got some think, real good quality individual players. I I would say that, see if England didn't have, wait, what England have that Scotland don't, is England have individual quality? So see, even when they're not playing well as a team, one player can win it for them. For example, England weren't great against Scotland. Should have lost the game. They, they probably did. After that league, if it's going, I don't think anyone would have grudged Scotland winning that. And then one player, Harry Kane, well, two players, Raheem Sterling plays a decent ball, and uh, Harry Kane's there to tap it in. Yeah, exactly. Scotland don't have that. Scotland don't have... A, if you're having a bad game, Scotland don't have that one player that's going to... Maybe Lee Griffiths. Maybe, I'll, I'll make exceptions for Lee Griffiths. Maybe him and maybe Stuart Armstrong. Uh, although he did make the error, they—that's our only players that are probably capable of pulling out a moment of magic to put in the net. I might get hate for this, right? Right, you might agree with this. I think Lee Griffiths is like our Gareth Bale, <laughs> and that is—that's how. Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not ridiculous because they all—they all have their best player. Like Wales, their best player is obviously a world class player. Because you mean look at Wales, they look to one player. I think like the games, the games who's, not going away. Ireland's best player. Mm. See, see, how, see how you're pausing on that that's because Ireland aren't aren't one player Ireland are a unit Ireland their go-to guy though before I think he was tired was Robbie Keane Robbie Keane was our go-to guy. go-to guy but they're a team they're, they're all they're all good in their own right they play in the Premier League some of them yeah. play in the Premier League but Scotland have players playing in the Premier League so how can I don't I actually felt more. I actually felt quite see when I seen uh, Morrison coming off and MacArthur was coming on I thought I was the wrong sub I was like he plays in the Premier League, pre- but he's coming on and he's not... I think Morrison, was, was he not injured? He was injured. Yeah. I would have rather seen Kearney come on. He's playing in the Championship. He's like a 20... He's just had a £20 million bid from Newcastle, rejected for him. He's playing in the Championship, but he's just had a £20 million bid. Now, for example, Ross McCormack, overall, like, I think... I think over, like, 20 or million has actually mm-hmm. been spent on Ross McCormack. He wasn't even on the Scotland squad, was it's he? It's taken Lee Griffiths how many months to get in that Scotland team. Ross McCormack... I, I, He's a victim of Lee Griffiths was deserving of getting in that team. 
and I wouldn't put I wouldn't have put Ross McCormack in that team purely because I wanted Lee Griffiths in that team. But what you're saying about Lee Griffiths being our best player, he is. Because it's me. Look at though. But right, if we all struggled a game in that England prime example, we didn't have. We were like, who's, who, who's going to be the guy to save it for us? Yeah. Lee Griffiths. Yes. It's, there's a few exciting players that we brought on like uh, Ryan Fraser comes on <laughs> you could you could question his his uh, his falling down antics for the for the second free kick but he won it he won the free kick and I, I'm not did, I'm pretty sure he won the first free kick remember uh, <coughs> Cahill kicked him in the shoulder he was uh, so is that I think uh, I correct me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure Ryan Fraser's won two of those free kicks he's a sub he's playing for Bournemouth why not play him he's been playing in the Premier League Bring him on. He's won two free kicks. Lee Griffiths has then done his, he's done his thing. He's scored two goals. But what you're saying about Lee Griffiths being our best player is probably true because Northern Ireland probably don't have a best a best player as well. They're great. They're just more of a, like a good team, great team cohesion chemistry. I have the same. Uh, Wales they have Bale obviously. And they've got oh sorry in Northern Ireland as well they've got a very good manager mm-hmm. Michael O'Neill. Uh, Wales Wales have Bale but they also have a good team. So see if Bale isn't having a good game they can still win because the team's good. If Wales aren't having a good game. What exactly? What game was it? There was a qualifier last a couple, a couple of yeah, last for the the Euros. I think I can't remember what game it was, but Wales were playing horribly. Like I think it might have been Cyprus actually. I don't again correct me if I'm wrong, but they were playing horribly away from home, and then Gareth Bale gets a free kick and scores, and they win. It was Cyprus, yeah, you're right. And they win. It was. I think I remember it. The pitch was really horrendous. They were. They were it was hot. It was. It was hot. It was clammy. The pitch was hot. Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, they were playing horribly. Bale gets free kick. Bale wins the game. We were playing England. None of the teams were particularly great. Griffiths gets a free kick. Gets two free kicks. Scores. He's not. I'm not nearly trying to say Griffiths is Gareth Bale levels. But he's like he's uh, he's far he's, from it, right? Gareth Bale's. I would be happy. I would be happy for Griffiths to miss four shots a game if he's going to pop up with a free kick like that in, in yeah. the last couple of minutes. Because Lee, like Lee Griffiths, as we're just saying, he is like he's our best player. Our Gareth Bale, when we're struggling, he's the guy we'll look to. I hate him at club level. I hate him at club level. So that but <laughs> if he's gonna if he's gonna perform, if he it shows in that stand, there was probably Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen, Celtic fans hugging each other because. Griffiths scored and it's like that's the sort of, as I said you need to capture that and bring it together Scottish football needs to be the Scottish national team has to be more than just oh which club has he been called up from it needs to be a squad that's going to be together and take Scotland into a must have felt weird celebrating a Lee Griffiths goal didn't it I, I, I think I actually said I loved him at one point but <laughs> then after the game you're like, I, won't I, saying, I won't be saying that come <laughs> August when the season starts so yeah, but uh, just fans may as well record that because they're never going to hear that again. <laughs> but uh, just before we like we move on, there's a wee thing on Gareth Southgate. Why he is, he's not going to be? I like Gareth Southgate. I, I mean, I like him as he comes across as a really nice bloke. Mm. Um, not England manager material. Right? No, he's not. He comes across as a nice bloke, right? He's a good player back in the day, but he should not be England manager whatsoever. But he's, but, as you've said it numerous times, he's a puppet. He's there so that it's easy to market. Yeah, he's that's the that's what I mean. Like the FA want a puppet. They want a guy they can manipulate, control. Just say like see for all the sponsor meetings, the corporate meetings. They want they want a guy that can speaks well. He's like comes across a well spoken. Posh he Englishman. Got, he would not have got the job if Sam Allardyce had been. No. And he would, that would never have happened. That's why I think Roy Hodgson got the job ahead of Harry Redknapp. Right, let's compare it to Roy, Roy Hodgson, very posh, well spoken, yep. well groomed Englishman. <laughs> and then you see Harry Redknapp, he's like the bloke you see in the pub, like, you're like, alright, mate, and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I like just a normal lads, lad guy. That's what he's like, just a, a guy you see in the pub. He's not like the proper. 
like FA corporate mm. England manager. It's too, like, it's yeah, and the thing is as well, the FA can control Southgate. They controlled Hodgson, but they would definitely they would mm. not be able to control. They would not be able to control. Uh, What's his uh, name? Uh, Harry Redknapp. We've not been able to control Harry Redknapp, and that's why, and that, quite yeah. frankly, I think Redknapp. That's the reason why he never got the job. Yeah. And let's be honest, Redknapp was he should have got the job. He's he a, he he's a much more job. he's a much more better manager than Roy Hodgson. Then he's in Birmingham. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll uh, be moving on from this segment before we do. John James, are Scotland going to qualify? <laughs> Simple yes or no. I'm a I'm a young Scotland fan, so we have never seen Scotland. We have never seen Scotland I'm qualify gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna live by my sword. I'll ultimately fall on it. I think Scotland will qualify. I I believe in us. I think I think again if we can, as I've been saying throughout the time, I think if Scotland can keep this going, the momentum going, the fans are on side. I think we can do it. I, uh, I said earlier on the podcast. Um, I don't think we've got any chance in hell. Well, we've got no chance, no chance in hell here. Uh, we're not going to qualify, in my opinion. Gone strategy's not good enough. The team's not good enough. His tactics are horrendous. We're just no. It's not. We're not going to qualify, and striking needs to go mm-hmm. as soon as possible. So moving on to John James. John James's favourite segment that you've been buzzing right, about for I'm ages. Not, just, just cut it out. Right? The Scottish I'm Cup good. final. It was Celtic two, Aberdeen one. John James, give me your thoughts, analysis. Oh, on con- the game. Contrary to popular opinion, I did not refuse to come on the podcast. John James, I did not refuse to do the podcast. No, no, he refused to do the podcast. No, he did. I, I will not be answering any further questions at this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can, now you know how I feel. Last year, not, Scottish Cup final. Hibs, Rangers, th- you know how I feel well, last no, minute. See, I think Losing the cup at the I last minute. I think the worst feeling in the world, I, I doesn't think it? <laughs> I think there's differences because Aberdeen were playing the undoubted best team in the country. And can and I also say, can I just say, Rangers are 1 and 2 1 in the last 20 minutes. But this isn't about Rangers, yeah. I don't want to make myself upset and angry. Let's stick to Celtic Aberdeen. I think, as I said, you're, you're making comparisons, I think it's. Aberdeen were were in the game against the best team in the country. Probably gave Celtic their close their closest and most competitive game this season. Obviously there are people that have drawn against Celtic, but I feel like I wouldn't genuinely had Celtic on the ropes for large portions of the first half and portions of the second half. We should have scored in the second half. Kevin Clay should have scored in How the second half. How did Kevin not score that? That is a the cut, the what a sitter that was. I know you've been trying to defend it, but that was a that was a sitter. He should have buried that. Player, was, it was a lack of communication. McLean wanted it in front of him to tap it in, and he was onside because if he deployed the ball, Scott Brown was covering. Hayes has tried to then rush it so he doesn't he doesn't close the angle, and he's, it's it's confused them both, and they've not put it in the net. It should have ended up in the net. I had a bird's eye view when I was sitting in the stadium, and I thought that's it. I thought it was two one, but. They they caught they caught us with the Celtic as they caught the commentator said at the time as well. I've watched the game back, you obviously Yeah, I showed you how I said I've watched the game back and as the commentator said, they always found a way. And again Celtic found a way. And they found a way to do their historic treble with their historic unbeaten run. But it wasn't a four 0 game like it was, like many were predicting. <laughs> but I don't I I was I was I've never felt more deflated than what I did than walking away from Hamden that day. I think Aberdeen had left everything on the pitch. I don't think anyone can doubt that Aberdeen put in a monumental effort that day. Yeah, yeah Aberdeen definitely. Aberdeen, yeah, used Aberdeen definitely did match Celtic, and 
We were, there was a brief period in the second half where I was thinking, oh my god, Aberdeen, Aberdeen can do this. And then Celtic in the last 20 minutes, Aberdeen slice started to tire, then Celtic pushed forward, and then Aberdeen just could not cope it with it. It resonated into the fans because I think a large part of that game was the Aberdeen fans were firmly behind the team and the team were feeding off it and the fans were feeding off the team on the park because it was as if obviously there was a fight going on between well there was a fight going on on the pitch Celtic were in a fight it was a fight between Celtic fans were urging their players forward Aberdeen fans were urging their players forward and it created a decent atmosphere but Celtic their quality and their obviously their training whatever training they're doing is working as well because Celtic did not tire no. Celtic were, were, were relentless I think Aberdeen deserved extra time extra time I think Aberdeen should deserve that extra half an hour. I think we'd have been beaten an extra time anyway because I think the players were gone. I think I think even I think, I, some of the players have said the players, I think it was a uh, Ash Taylor obviously now not with the club but Ash Taylor said Aldin were, were they were preparing for extra time. That's what was that's what McInnes was telling them on the touchline. He was saying get through this we get we get a, a short break and then he's gonna make his sub make his sub that he did make he brought on Scott Wright in the very very last second when uh, Celtic scored. He was going to freshen up by, by bringing him on. I think we were actually going to play five in midfield and have Scott Wright sitting up top by himself and just along and like playing the ball into the channels for him. But Celtic, Celtic robbed yeah, us. Celtic. Celtic, no, they didn't rob no. us. They, they, well, they robbed us in the tennis. They smashed and grabbed in the last minute. Yeah, like, I, I don't think Aberdeen deserved that last minute. Like, it was cruel. They, yeah, they did, they did not deserve that last minute goal. Right? If you see if it was Celtic scored at the 7th minute or whatever, yeah. we could maybe like tolerate the defeat better. I need to ask you this, this is a burning question. Did you cry? <laughs> I, I, you've asked me several times, I did not cry. But I did stand in my, stand, just, hands on my head. You lost the words, aren't you? Hands on my head, just speechless, just watching the game. Just seeing the, seeing the fans celebrate, you could see... Did you applaud the players? What? Did you applaud? I stayed to applaud the players. The, yeah. player, the, player, the players deserved, they deserved, to, they deserved a, a credit for what they did. They, we've lost out to Celtic in three different competitions this season. Oh, I'm not saying we were ever in the title race. I'm not saying that was ever. You were saying that last year? Well, we were in the title race. I remember you one night saying to me, I'm going to say this now, one night, we were uptown, <laughs> had spoke to you in a wee while, and then we were talking about the uh, league, the SPFL, the campaign, how it's going, and you said, you want to give me, if Aberdeen win these games, X, Y, and Z, I'm like, John James, we're not going to win the league. Well, I think that's the time that you're being, going, going off you're being very, very optimistic. Going, off, put it going off topic, that, that was a different campaign. That was... I mean, Celtic didn't, Celtic didn't win the league until two games. That was, a, that, was a, that was Aberdeen's best chance to win the league. It was, it, it, was. Was, it was the best chance, but again, that season what we suffered from was we didn't have the depth. The depth we have this season, I, I, I'm not saying it would have. If we had the team from this season and had it last season, I think the, the title race would have possibly gone a lot, a lot further than what it was. And even though that was three games before the end of the season before Celtic won it, if Aberdeen had the depth that we had this season, last season, we might have... I'm not saying we would have won the league I'm saying we would have got closer it was a great chance it was because that was a really poor Celtic side poor Celtic side under Ronnie Dyla yeah. and then just Aberdeen just could, they just couldn't get over the line whatsoever what hurts this season is Aberdeen were good this season Aberdeen had a good season and we've lost out to a team that had an even better season and that was the only the only other team in Scotland that had a better season was Celtic well you could say Hibs but Hibs were expected to win the league Hibs were expected yeah I was having a conversation with someone about this and do you know how Jack Ross won the Championship Manager of the Year? Yeah. Um, I was speaking to someone about this and they said, oh, Neil Lennon should have won it. I'm like, why? Neil Lennon done what was expected. Yeah, he went, oh, he went, oh, I well. think Hibs finished the season with 10 draws and I think that's not, accept- that's not acceptable. Hibs have better resources, they have the best resources in that league, right? And they, and then, it, of course, they were expected to win the league and they've done it quite comfortably, like, yeah, I'd, 
And and then the guy I was speaking to was saying, "Oh, they beat the Scottish Cup semi final." I'm like, "Yeah, but did they make the final? No, they were the, like they didn't make the final." So that's that's my argument that's, for it. No, that's not. I think when it comes to when you're talking about success, you don't necessarily need to make a final for it to be. I know, but like, just for the fact that the national yeah, event. Yeah, but when you say no, oh Neil Lennon, uh, oh Neil Lennon should have got it. No, but what Jack Ross done is it Mirren? I know, and I'm, I'm not Mirren, arguing Jack yeah, Ross. But I because Jack Ross is at Mirren when Simeone took over. Everybody, I think me and you included everyone was writing them off then Jack Ross he done a miracle he yeah. did he kept them up and see this season uh, St Mirren he was like a Dundee job exactly St Mirren this season I think I've got a fairly good chance of finishing in, finishing the playoffs it'll be an interesting enjoyed. championship this season I think there's been a oh, it's going back off to we've moved off the Scottish Cup I know you want to get off uh, that subject very very quickly but the, Scot- the, the championship next season is it's competitive but it's not it's, I would actually say it might be more competitive than what the previous championships were with Hearts and Rangers and Hibs and then obviously Hearts and Hibs and then no Hearts and Rangers and then <laughs> Hibs and Rangers yeah. and then just Hibs because this season you have teams that are more like the whole league is more on an even point it's going to be very competitive like, you've now got Inverness Dundee United uh, you've got uh, Dunfermline who are striving them well St Mirren St Mirren Falkirk Falkirk and you've, uh, obviously Rafe Rose have been have left the division now but you've also got the you've got the wee wild the wild cards being thrown into the division. Now you've got Alwa, now we've got Brecon. That's I, I can't I can't remember the other, Queen of South. I think you just rounded off the whole league. That's because the whole league is all it's gonna be really competitive. It's not like Dundee United or see Dundee United are not a great side, far mm. from it. And obviously I'm gonna be looking to rebuild. I'm, it's what you said, I'm right, it's I'm gonna right be the, really it's, it's gonna be really, really, really competitive. Ha- you really have to rhyme off the whole league because but I, any, see, I, I expect either Inverness, Dundee United. I'm not even like going to say Dundee United are odds on favourites. I, I don't even think they are, are they? I don't even think I, Dundee United are favourites. The three that I would say should, would more likely be tipped are probably St. Marin, Dundee United, and Inverness. But that's obviously because they're the. Well, St. Marin are obviously one of the former Premier League teams from like two years ago. And then Dundee United are as well. And then Inverness, they're, they are the. They made a new appointment, obviously. Yeah, John Robertson. He, he took them up. He took them up the yeah, first time they came up. Quite so. an interesting appointment. Uh, I thought it'd be Paul Sheeran, but I was wrong on that. Uh, but the uh, championship would be interesting as well as the Premier League. Yeah, so that's a good segue talking about the championship. Moving on to Hamilton versus Dundee United. John James, did I not tell you that Hamilton is the last United? time? It's the last time I ever put faith in Dundee United. Did I get my prediction right? I don't know. I don't know if you. I need to go. I need to go back and listen. I don't know if you went two one, or I don't know if it was me that went two one. I think I might have went one. I'm not too sure. I'm going to go back and listen to it right, but. The main thing is I got my prediction right. I said Hamilton would stay up. Really they would beat Dundee United and Hamilton are back. Really oh, sorry, Hamilton are staying up and Dundee United are staying down. I really down. hope that we play Hamilton at home twice next season because I don't want to play them twice away and lose six points. Oh, uh, So what do you make of that game? It was a really dull affair. But it, was a, it was a decent strike to win the game. Yeah, Hamilton, like, it, was a fairly, it was a fairly tight game. What, but was, what was odd was Hamilton weren't... Like, Hamilton were not sh- they've obviously they've saved for so that's ultimately ours but Hamilton did not look the Premier League side none of them looked like the Premier League side it looked like a game that was scrappy and it, it was both teams could arguably you, if you were they're, point, both, they're both very if you were, if you were to point out who the Premier League side is you wouldn't because they were both Dundee United couldn't shoot <laughs> and then Hamilton couldn't even keep hold of the ball yep. and then uh, Hamilton's obviously won it through a wonder strike but uh, I, I two seasons in a row and if I'm being honest, right, I'm. Uh, if I, see, That's another season of the Premier League. <laughs> if I'm being honest, right, I'm going to say it now, Stephen Thompson, I'm not a fan of him, and that guy must be an absolute bits. <laughs> he must have been an absolute bits. 
Because you know Dunya United's financial situation. Looking to sell yeah, yeah, but Dunya United's financial situation is not good. In two seasons in the championship is disastrous I, for that club. I mean, that is that is horrendous. Like, like so Thompson wants out, the fans want Thompson out. He's like, he, like the, th- the thing that really screwed over Dundee United didn't really hurt them was when they sold all their best players and when Jackie McNamara was a manager he was he said to Thompson can I get can I get some replacements the transfer money can you give me some money to bring in replacements and Thompson went no this is going to pay off all the debts etc and that's why McNamara ultimately ended up getting the sack. No, McNamara was a, he was doing some very dodgy stuff. He yeah, but he's taking, not entirely, in my opinion, entirely to blame. It was the fact that he, he was lost taking the backhander from clubs' uh, transfers. Yeah, though. but look at though he lost the majority of his players, right? No, but see, put yourself in a Dundee United fan's perspective. You've just lost Gary McKay, Stephen, Nadia Chief G, and Stuart Armstrong. But he wasn't giving anything to like anyone to replace him. And then you're finding out, and you're finding out the manager's taking some of the payment. Well, not taking all, but taking a percentage of that payment from like for just for his own. No. Yeah, of course that's a bit. Obviously, odd. Yeah. I've done the fans are not are not not blaming the board, but they're not. They're rightly so. They're not letting Jackie McNamara. Of course, that. yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Of course, McNamara, McNamara needs to take, of course, a portion of the blame, but not for see if you're uh, done the United fans putting the entire blame yeah. on McNamara. That is unfair because well, Thompson. You could, you look could at argue Thompson. Not the same players though. But look at Thompson. Thompson. Rubbish players. Yeah, but Rodney he wasn't. Schneider. But then again, though, he was given absolutely nothing to spend. Uh, he was given absolutely nothing. I think Dundee United still had more to spend than most clubs did in that league. Wait, ha- what Dundee United were playing against the likes of Hamilton that season and they still went down. Then McNamara got the sack and then Thompson thought it was a great idea to appoint Mixu Patalainen. On paper, Mixu Patalainen is not a bad managerial appointment. I, I, Kelly got Kelly playing some of the best football they've ever played. And I'm struggling to imagine. Yeah, <laughs> no. he was, uh, you still Hibs, Hibs, he was at Hibs. He was, oh, he got the he sack. Wasn't, he wasn't very good at Hibs. Yeah, but he done, uh, Kelly. He, he took, still should he, a decent manager. He took Kelly from a team that were regularly fighting relegation into a team that were in the top six. Dundee United were a side that were they were floating about. They weren't quite bottom six yet, but they were floating about between like the they were fluctuating between eighth and like fifth, I think. But they were. I think Matt Matt Maddie got sacked. They were bottom. Was he? I'm sure they were. I think they were. I think they were bottom when McNamara got sacked. I think they might have been. But Mexico Patalina should have had enough to keep them up. They still had talented players like uh, Blair Spittle that is, but Blair Spittle in that there. Like they should have been. Able so to. I said to you when that, <coughs> I remember I was talking to you during that time when the appointment was made. You said it was a, a decent appointment. I said to you there and then. No, that's a bad appointment. This won't work out, and obviously it was well, who, just it was a disaster. Went for them. Who do you think Dundee United could have avoided that with? I mean, they I, mean could, yeah, I think it was inevitable. Like, no, but the thing is, there's more. There's there's capable managers out there. Like for example, one that comes to mind that present moment, Stephen Prez. That's one who's a guy who's been out of work for a wee while. Stephen Prez has never worked in the Premier League, though. Well, he did actually got relegated. Yeah, but the thing, <laughs> yeah, I know. But then again, though, he done he done quite. He went to Cup. Look at the job he done at Falkirk. Got relegated. That's when he took over to t- at the tail end of the season. <laughs> Right, and that was, he'd, he'd be very inexperienced. You'd be doing that at Dundee United. But though. then he took over the Falkirk, put he set solid foundations uh, for Falkirk, and then brought up a lot of good young players, and he done quite well. And then he went down south. Obviously, the move didn't work out all like, that well. I feel and, like Presley would have been an equally risky appointment. But I mean, like, I was thinking about during that time though, um, like some of the managers could have been Shields. Kenny Shields, he's managing. Winfield isn't no, it? No, it was some Derry. team in Ireland. He was managing some team in Ireland at that point. Um, well, Jim Duffy wasn't exactly. I don't think Jim, Jim Duffy that, hadn't quite achieved what he did. Yeah, of course. He, at that point, he got more promoted. He, he got more promoted, but he wasn't 
like well established as he is now within yeah. Scottish football. Uh, when you do think about it at that point, uh, there's not a lot. Well, it, it's two, it was two years ago, right? We I can't remember off the top of my head who was actually out of work, right? But there, I'm sure there was more better and capable managers out there than Mixu Patalainen, who has had, let's be honest, a bang, I wouldn't say a bang on average, mediocre, uh, mediocre uh, managerial career. I think he's had a pretty rubbish one, if I'm being honest. He was a Finland manager, what did he achieve there? I'd love to look out for Finland. I know, but I remember he was a Finland manager. I still, I, I think, obviously, what I'll cling to when I defend that is that, on paper, his last job, I'm pretty sure his last job in Scotland was the Kelly one, before that, before before he got appointed as Dundee United. Did not get the sack from Kelly? No, he left for a Finland job. Oh, that's right, yeah, sorry. So that's, that's how he got the international job. Because sure, he, uh, he, had them, he had them flying. I think he only missed, narrowly missed out on a European place that season. But anyway, got back to the, the other team involved in the playoff, that basically keeps carrying in a job. Oh, yeah. Which, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, then that's how just kinda, are waiting to find out. I think, that, I think obviously, Cannon kept them up. I think that's suspended the state of yeah. execution for Martin Cannon. Do you think he'd be sacked if they had a particularly poor start to the season? Or do you think they'd, they'd stick with him? Just say they go the first 10 games without a win, or the first 8 games without it a win. Would I probably, think it would probably take something like no win in 10 for him to be sacked. Yeah. If it's like if, if they get to the 10 game mark and they've won like 3, drawn 2 or something like that, yeah. he'd, he'd be keep fine. him on a job. Yeah, but I'm still baffled how he's still on a job. I'm still baffled at the fact he's when, still when he comes in, in a job. It's, when, I can't get it. I can't, can't understand him. it. I can't criticise because I'm not a football manager. But see, when he speaks, he does not. He doesn't grasp. He doesn't grasp out it as, as a manager. He doesn't fill the fans or the team. It's just in my opinion. He is with a, enthusiasm. He is exactly what he was at first appointed as. He is a player manager. He is a guy that's suited to being the old head in the changing room, not being the guy that's going to lead, lead this team. Yeah, that's not. Like he should be a captain. He could be a captain on the pitch that has no say in the dressing room. That's what. That's what he should be, and I don't think he's good for Hamilton. No, 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 no not at all. Um, so done United. Here's a burning question, John James. I know it's very early. Do you think they've got enough to come up? I'm, I'm getting sick of these these people. Like are, these the people are asking me to make predictions for next season when the players haven't even signed for. I know, but I'm just saying it now. Just I think that so we can I go back to this next next go back to this next season. Next season, I'm probably gonna say the top two will probably be Saint Mirren and Inverness. I'm going to with say with Dundee United probably floating around the playoffs. I'm saying Inverness will win the league. I'm saying that now because uh, they made they made a very shrewd appointment in John Robertson. Depends who they sign as well. You're I'm just saying it now. It's very early on, but I'm just going to make the prediction now. Inverness to win the title. Yep. Dundee United to finish second in the playoffs, and they will spend another season <laughs> in the championship. So John James, I know you've been <laughs> chomping at the bit. Since uh, the news broke, Ellen on in the podcast, Derek McInnes staying at uh, Aberdeen. I think I think it's absolutely phenomenal news for Aberdeen. I mean, obviously the the I know what your opinion is that you shouldn't stay too long, but I still think I still believe he's got stuff uh, stuff to achieve at Aberdeen. I think I think he's seen sense. I I I, I said I think I said it in the preview podcast that I wouldn't grudge him if he went to Sunderland, but it's I still don't think it's all what it seems. I don't think Sunderland are. They're not, as I said, they're, I think they're a poison chalice. I think they're a big club, they've got a great fan base, but they're not, they're not, they're not a ready-made club, and obviously McInnes might be having reservations about having to go in and rebuild a whole club from the bottom, again, like what he did with Aberdeen, but only this time, Sunderland are probably going to be expecting instant promotion. 
that's what they'd probably expect because they're a big club, so that's where they should be. And from what I told, I told you and I told several people asked me, Aberdeen board seem to have said to McInnes that what they offered him the biggest budget that any manager, any modern day Aberdeen manager has ever had. So it seems like they're backing him, and they also said that about if we needed, if we got a replacement, they'd be getting backed. So yeah. I think he's staying based on he. Well, what he said is he still thinks he has things to achieve. And having a bigger budget would obviously help to achieve. Well, obviously, Rangers bringing in lots of new faces. Celtic still being the... Dominant force that they are. An insurmountable force. Uh, and obviously, Hearts, <coughs> I don't know what they're going to do. But I wouldn't think we'll be doing business. Um, I think it's great that McKinnis is going to be there for the business. It'll be McKinnis signings, and that's what I think Aberdeen fans needed. Of course, you're at, you're, of course I know you're over the moon with that. But I think McKinnis has made the wrong choice here. Because, look at it this way. Right, just say, for example, I'm not saying this will happen. But just say Aberdeen don't achieve European football this season. Just say they don't finish in the top four, don't win anything, right? And of course Aberdeen fans will be frustrated. Just say they finish fifth or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Then next season, just say Aberdeen start poorly, right? And just, they have a like a really, really bad start. Just say Derek McKinnis overstays his welcome. Then just say he gets sacked, right? That'll put a serious dent on his reputation, right? And then his like for him looking for jobs down south or whatever. They'll be like, oh, you done okay, Aberdeen, you done, you done well, but you got the sack. And that's the thing, that's the thing, everyone will say, oh, it's that word, but, they'll be like, oh, but, ah, oh, you got sacked. And, and, but, and look at this, this, this thing as well. See, McInnes, I, I don't, I, I can understand in a way why he's reje- rejected the Sunderland job. He's got a, he's got a cushy but, job, he's supported by the board. Yeah, but then you look at Sunderland, though. They've got, it's a much, he's got, he's going to be, going, he's going to, like, a good club. <clears throat> With a much bigger budget, you'll have the, the full summer to rebuild the team, right? And it's in, like and see the thing is if he is able to get someone promoted at the first attempt, that would just like his reputation would be sky high. Being able to do that, like and considering something the the budget their budget compared to other teams in the championship isn't great, right? But that'll be a like a huge like that'll be a huge achievement for it if, he, if, if someone aren't able to go back up first time and I think McInnes is running that risk though because Rangers Rangers are like have brought in some like they've brought in a lot of sides right so far um, like Bruno Ravis Ryan Jack and the, some of the foreigners right but we, I don't know anything about that it could be a failure or, or it could be a success but in my opinion this season I think Rangers I think Rangers will finish second I know it's still early on but I think they will and I think McInnes as Pedro Coutinho said like he effectively said because he effectively said right McInnes is Aberdeen have hit the seat the glass ceiling in my opinion so and I agree with him as well that's what Casino basically said so it's going to be quite uh, I think he's made the wrong move here because a southern big club in England it's a, it's a big club it's a really well run club I don't know why he's not jumped at that you could look at it in two ways though you could look at it he's rejected one challenge but Aberdeen's this season is going to be interesting because I, what I've been saying is there's going to be a period of transition, but having McInnes there lessens the the transition because it's still that guy, it's still his squad, it's still his tactics. Who he brings in is still going to suit his tactics. Who he brings in is players he's been looking at. And the challenge this season is, this season's going to be more entertaining. Are you trying to tell me you don't think Rangers are looking at, Rangers and everyone else will be looking at thinking, hold on, Aberdeen might not be as weak next season what we think they're going to be. Because I know we're losing Hayes, we've lost some talented players, but McKinnis can be looking at bringing in decent players of similar standard. So 
It's another challenge that's this, the league's gonna be more interesting now. I mean, Alwood and keeping McInnes is a. I think it's a major statement. I think Alwood and being able to. Keep, it's fantastic news for Aberdeen. That's I mean, for sure. I think Alwood and being able to say we're keeping McInnes, we're backing him, because that's what the rumours always said. He's getting back to more money than anyone's ever had at Aberdeen. But uh, it's another challenge. It's he's leaving. He's rejected one challenge for this challenge of Rangers are signing, Hibs are back. Hearts are presumably, presumably making signings because they need to. Yep. And Celtic still that still present present that obstacle. It's a challenge that Aberdeen are now competing against the top teams in Scotland. Because I mean Aberdeen did lose some key players, right? Ryan Jacks obviously went to Rangers. Um, Ash Taylor. Don't. <laughs> Ash Taylor. He's still. You in know your opinion. You. Uh, no, you but in know your, he's replaced. In your opinion, I'm just. I, I like Ash Taylor. That, no, I'm just saying now. Ash Taylor. I, I don't think he's very good, right? But I know there are, are some Aberdeen fans out there that do rate him, i.e. the ones that are across from me right now. Ash Taylor, uh, like Aberdeen fans, I don't I think, understand why they rate him, but that's one, that's another player left. I think now I'm again, now I'm again. He's, that's lost, another... There's three players, there's three players in the Aberdeen squad that they absolutely, they absolutely, no, two that absolutely need replaced. Now I'm again, a big loss though. Two that absolutely need replaced, and three if you're, you, well, obviously we need to sign. Ryan Jack, we need to fill the gap in midfield. And we've got Tansy. I would like another. I'd like another signing in midfield, just so we have that that backup. McGinn needs to be replaced, and then the third that you to say is Ashdale can be replaced. He's he's the centre back position is not the absolute must because we have players like O'Connor and Reynolds. They can play centre back anyway. Well, I'd like another centre back, but if we lose Hayes, Hayes is one. He need, well, Hayes is looking like he's going. He needs even though we're getting Christie. Uh, we'd get Christie we'd still need to replace I'd like two wingers I'd, I'd preferably like two wingers and then I don't think it's is Tansy better than Ryan Jack though? They're two, they play in the same position but they're two different players Ryan Jack's more he he'll whip the playmaker for example us, he's not played for Rangers net, so we don't know he's him. not a player that would get the ball go yeah. past like two or three players Tansy's the player yeah he's not, a, he's, not he's more like a a player that would like a deep line playmaker that just kind of sits in there, it's given pass us, the ball around well, it's given us dictates a, the game, it's, dictates the play. It's given us a different sort of dilemma now because our two midfielders now, presumably, they're not making. If we didn't make it, if we if the season started right now, we didn't make another midfield signing. It would be Tansy and Shinny. That's that gives us an interesting scenario because Tansy's going to drive forward. Tansy's going to want the ball to go forward and then push the team forward as well. But meanwhile, Ryan Jack would have been sitting, but sitting more back and taking the ball and. Passing to McLean to allow McLean to do all this. Rangers, we don't know who. I don't know. I don't know if Cranshaw or someone else is going to sign. That's presuming what Rangers are going to do. They're going to have Ryan Jack being on the ball. It's an interesting dilemma, but now I, I keep saying it's my own face because it's Derek McInnes that's going to be solving this challenge. It's not going to be some manager that doesn't know the squad. It's going to be him. It's him, his team, his choices, and I'm going to back him. And I'm not going to make the prediction that everyone keeps saying. Uh, everyone keeps saying, "Do you think Aberdeen are going to finish uh, second next season?" I was like, "I'm not being drawn into this. Right. I'm happy McInnes is going to stay there. Minimum requirement, as always, European football, and we'll see how it progresses." I think you've seen yours, right? I think Aberdeen have actually hit the glass ceiling, so they have. If we, if we've hit the glass ceiling, what, what can Rangers achieve then? Well, they, that's the this is what this is the thing is, right? The thing with your senior, uh, all I wanted from him was to start the window. Like, no, just right no, away, right away, the, same players. That's not the question that was asked, though. If we've hit the glass ceiling... Well, that, well, that, well if, okay, if, I'll go back to it. I was coming out. No, no, wait. If, I was, if we aren't going to win the league, yous aren't going to win the league, Celtic are going to win the league. Yeah. Like, what is Rangers targeting? Because if you finish second and finish runners-up to Celtic, and all come to us, that's what we've done. So, 
If you said this is our aim, this is our aim, right? This is our aim for this season. This is what I'd be happy with, right? Of course, Rangers Master Club, huge expectations, right? We want to get back to properly challenging Celtic and winning league titles again. So this season, I'll be content with. No, I think I'll be very happy with second, which I think we'll get, and a cup. I don't know if we get a cup, but I'll be a cup would be more so a bonus in my opinion. But I would be happy with second. I'd be a bit love a cup, and then just I want continue to build this team up and I'm happy with the signings I'm happy with Bruno Alves I think it's a terrific signing Ryan Jack great player I was, I've was i been a big fan of Ryan Jack for a long time but the, the, player, the other players I've brought in eh, Cardozo and I'm going to try and pronounce this <laughs> you're going to absolutely butcher this oh man, yes eh, Ka- Candinus or whatever it is Candinus I, I, I don't know I think it's Candinus I'm uh, probably know, wrong Candinus I'll, I'll have a guess in it Candias yeah. or something Candias I don't know for. yes but and then we've got players like Pina, uh, Herrera, and I'm going to try this one. I butcher this one. Oh man, I'm so bad at pronu- uh, pronunciation. Um, Morlos. Not a clue. Don't know. Don't know. Yes, that's sort of uh, that. That's sort of gotten work permits. But Bruno Alves, that is a great signing. Ryan Jack, great signing. And the the other two guys I brought in, I don't know much about them. Quite frankly, I don't. The other signs are brought in, I don't know much about them. So we'll just need to wait and see. It could be a disaster mm-hmm. or it could be a massive success. I think now that obviously Range we Aberdeen fans have had to sit worrying all since the Scottish Cup final, worrying every single day about who's leaving, when their manager's leaving, and we've been watching Rangers sign and players and we're like, right? I know, anytime prodding, I would. <laughs> prodding, prodding, prodding Aberdeen, like, do something. Do something. And I think now. I think everyone Aberdeen are going to sign now. Now we have our manager. The manager we have the confirmed. We know who will be leading us into next season. You're going to see players coming in the door, and it need, that needs to excite Aberdeen fans. But also, right, you just can't compete with our wage budget. We didn't. We didn't compete with the wage budget this year. We finished second. Yeah, no, but that was due to like same thing can happen this year, right? But what was that? It the, doesn't matter what you're I, paying these players. You don't know three of the. You don't know three of the players. Yeah, so but these three players could be getting pay, paid ten k a week and can't kick a ball in a straight line. But the thing, like, I'm just going with Pedro's judgment here. I, that's what I'm going with, right? And I have faith he's made the, the right decision. Obviously, these players know Pedro, and Pedro knows them well. So I think I'm going. With, I'm trusting him. I'm trusting his judgment. Could be a disaster. Could be a success. We we'll just need to wait well, and see. Exactly but he's he start. I, I, I'm really impressed with what he's done so far. We had to start the window off with a boom, just sign players right away, and we've done that. And but the signings will continue. Well, they're both. Well, we're technically both in the same boat because you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna trust. Kenya's uh, judgment, who's never had a transfer window Rangers before. And I'm gonna draw, I'm gonna trust Dennis McInnes's judgment, which I'm happy to still say it's Dennis McInnes. I'm gonna keep saying it's Dennis McInnes. I'm gonna tr- trust his his judgment and rebuilding the team that he's still largely got. He's we've lost f- four players, yes, but and there's more than four players to a team. We still have a lot of other players. He's gonna add to it, so I'm quite excited to see what he does. I, I expect I, I, last night I was all but sure he's gone, and now he's still here, so I'm happy. I'm looking forward. Next few days, I'm expecting. Signings. I'm also still expecting John Hayes to be announced that he's going, but it's a transfer. That's I think it's a big blow. I know he's getting Ryan Christie, right? John Hayes going. It's it's a massive. Ryan Christie's like, a good player. It's, it's, it's a massive player yeah, to lose. I'm hoping. I'm hoping what McInnes has been told. He's obviously told he's getting the budget. I'm hoping that that fee we're getting from Hayes is getting put right into McInnes's hand, and he's like, go do something. Did you hear what's meant to happen in January? 
just poor. I think the club's the big for him as well. So I think we need to move on from the two yeah, clubs that we support. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. We're gonna be born the, yeah. the fans to tears. Yeah, so good start to transfer bundle for Rangers. Aberdeen's still not sending anybody and Johnny Hayes go to Celtic. But yeah, let's join it. let's move on to uh, some hibs now. Jason Cummings going to Nottingham Forest for 1.4 million even, I think though, even though a certain close source apparently told someone that he'd be in re- at Rangers looks how, look how that turned out yeah so Jason Cummings last year I, th- uh, it was, I think it was Peterborough that came in for Jason Cummings I think it was like a 1.8 million bid and have rejected it now they're accepting 1.4 million the only, can, the only way I can see it is if the 1.8 million bid was so much up front and the rest of it was clauses or something that's the only way I can see Hibs rejecting that possibly unless this unless it's uh, no not enforced unless they're offering 1.4 million straight up like they're getting that in hand not in any instalments that's the only way I can see that they did not accept that deal with Peterborough and, and you know what kind of character Neil Lynn's like he's mm. like because obviously Jason Cummings is Hib's best player, yeah, Hib's best player. So he'll be saying to Liam Dempster, okay, if you're getting rid of my best player, you need to give me some of the, like, that money to get a replacement in. So, you know, Neil Lennon will be like, you wouldn't take that lately. So Lennon, I'm assuming, will be giving some funds to bring in a replacement. And, like, they've already got Simon Murray, mm-hmm. which is not a bad signing, to be fair. I don't think he's a replacement. I don't think they signed him to replace No, no, not at all, but it's... No, forget like Simon when he came up, and of course they would jump at it. It's a decent signing, but he's not, he's not the guy to replace J- um, Jason Cummings when he leaves, and uh, what well, and they signed Effie Ambrose as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was expected. Uh, Chris Collins is linked with Hibs as well. What do you think? Do you think um, realistically, do you think Hibs will be able be able to like? I think finish in the top three this I think season. Hibs will be comfortable in the top six. Whether they finish in the top three obviously depends on how everyone else goes about their business. Top three Celtic Rangers Aberdeen. I mean, we'll as, I'm, as I said, I've not been drawing any any predictions just yet because none of the squads have taken place. <laughs> well, I can see the rage in your eyes. None of the, <laughs> none of the squads have taken place yet. Uh, party for somebody a decent time, though. Oh, yes, they've uh, indeed. Uh, Borspittle mm-hmm. from United. If they can get him playing and get him, get him playing to a high level, that's a decent wee steal from Partick uh, Liam, Liam Lindsay to Oxford That's, uh, Why? On, on the other hand they're bringing in a decent player and then they're losing a, a decent player to why? such a non-entity it's like, why, why is Liam Lindsay going to Oxford they, he was getting linked with a Scotland call-up at Partick Fizzle and he was apparently he came out and said he doesn't. He thought he wasn't getting it because he was playing for Partick Fizzle he's not going to get it playing for Oxford because how many Scotland internationalists have played for Oxford and been in the and playing for the Scotland team at the same time mm-hmm. Probably not since I'm not. I don't. I'm not even going to hazard a guess when it would have been if it did ever happen. Mm-hmm. But League One, that's he could get. He could get better than Oxford. He could, maybe even Championship. Those Championship teams are rumored. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a weird one. That is, I can't really wrap my head around that one. Um, Scott Allen to Dundee. Big Scotty Allen, the forgotten man. He's back in the scene. I reckon he might. End, I think he might play well. I think he's going to end up lighting up, lighting up Dundee. Do you think? Whether that means he's going to be playing so that he earns a permanent spot in the Celtic team or he tries to engineer a move away, I don't know. don't know if he's still got it. He's not seen him. He's been, he's been locked away somewhere. Well, the guy is talented, right? And he, he, the guy's got ability. 
It's a, it a good sign for Neil McCann. It is Neil McCann. He left, now he's back uh, from me. That was a weird one. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good signing uh, for Neil McCann on loan to the end of the season. Yep. Because from what I've been like reading and looking up, apparently from according to Rotherham fans, that Scott Allen was terrible. So he was. He was like really, really poor and he couldn't even get into a, a really poor Rotherham side that got relegated this season. And But it's a, it's a good signing and uh, let's be honest, right? Celtic signed Scott Allen just to spite Rangers. Yep. Like, that's what it was like. John Collins said, Oh, do you know Rangers want Scott yes. Allen? And Ronnie Dyer was like, Oh, it's Scott Allen. He went, Oh, the Rangers want him? Yeah, let's sign him. And it, uh, he's not even featured. He's, only, he's, he's really featured for Celtic. So, and it's pretty obvious he's knowing Rogers' plans. Yep. Um, Swanson Hibbs as well. If I should Swans, imagine that now. Swanson Hibbs, it's, it's a decent signing. Not really much more you can say about that. We know what to expect when goes to him. Uh, Callum, pa- yeah, Callum Parsons Callum pa- to Cardiff. I knew he was going. But Hearts will feel slightly hard done by that all they're gonna get from him is I think I think they might get a development fee, but I don't it's not not much in comparison to the talent they're all losing. And I think he's put a wee I think he requested a clause got put in that if he ever gets sold, Hearts get the uh, a so much percentage. And I've signed on fee I believe, so Yeah, I forgot to say here, I forgot to talk about this in the, like when we're talking about the Rangers transfers. Jamie Walker uh, Rangers are looking at Jamie Walker and Jamie Walker's uh, been causing a bit of controversy on uh, the old you social know, media. Uh, you know my opinions on that, I think that's extremely So Jamie Walker, uh, I think it was uh, some sort of photo. It said Jamie Walker and it was on Instagram. It's not, and it was it's not uh, it, it, it was a photo that said Jamie Walker's linked with Rangers yeah. or whatever it was. Jamie Walker liked the picture. And I think earlier on he uploaded a photo of Ronaldo doing the shush. Obviously, so, I don't know if that's linked, but probably is linked. But yeah, it's always Walker wants out. He wants his move to Rangers. Um, I think Hearts actually rejected a half a million pound bid from Rangers. It was a Hearts, verbal. Hearts it was. It was just the, a verbal. Uh, Hearts offer. said from the start they wanted one like one million. That's that's what they said. They said from the start that's what they wanted. And I think if they looked for, I think there would be a club in England that'd be willing to meet that in some way. I don't think Rangers are going to pay it in some way. I think Rangers are going to try. I think J- Jamie Walker is a capable, talented player. I just don't want Rangers to be paying over the odds for Walker. I, I don't like. Do we need Jamie Walker? No. Is he talented? Would he improve our squad? Yes. I'm, I'm not saying it'd be similar. It's almost a similar situation to Celtic signing Scott Allen. They don't necessarily need him. I'm not saying Celtic aren't linked with him, but it's a situation where would he play? Or would he just be sitting on the bench and become a forgotten man? I think I think Walker would actually give him a fair chance, a fair crack at it. Um, or I, I should have mentioned this when we were talking Rangers transfers, they're all, it's all caught in my head now. Barry McKay actually, um, rumour has it, to accompany some sources uh, in newspapers, that Barry McKay apparently kissing him wants McKay out, which in my opinion would be the wrong decision. Cause I'd say, I, 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 if, if I would even had the chance to take Barry McKay, I think I'd do it. I think I'd take Barry McKay because I think he's... He took me both of them. Because the Rangers are apparently looking for like £2 million for Barry McKay. I thought he was worth £6 million though. Remember? If Dembele's worth this, then McKay's worth six. Who said this? Who said such a thing? It was was just paper thought. It was doing the rounds on social media. I think it was Leipzig. Leipzig were interested in uh, McKay or something like that. And they were like, £6 million, Barry McKay, then you can have him. And this is the player that then Rangers fans started to turn against towards the end of the season. It's just, uh, I've said before in the pod previously, Mackay just turned just at the talent there, and I think Cassina will be able to bring out the best in him. And I really hope that Cassina keeps a hold of him and doesn't get rid of him. And Jamie McDonald, yep. 
wants out from Kilmarnock. Jamie McDonald's a fairly decent keeper, so he is, and he's. I think he's getting up there. He's maybe he, like thirty two. I, I think the problem I have, the problem I have with Jamie McDonald is he didn't. He was good at Kelly at first, and then he's kind of when he was playing, he kind of got replaced because his performances weren't meriting a starting place, and he's wanting he's wanting to leave to get first team football, and I think he's probably going to end up having to drop down a division. I don't see him getting a Premier League club. Because most of the clubs have established keepers. Maybe it's got maybe a club like Hamilton. Because he was a Falkirk keeper and then he went to Kelly. I think he'd probably have to go down down a division because I don't see him establishing himself. I don't even see him establishing himself at a club like Dundee United because they have Cammy Bell. Cammy Bell's actually done quite I well at Dundee United. It might even be a case of... Did he not get the championship team of the year? I'm sure he did. I, I don't know. I think he actually did. I mean, it would be a case of him probably having to drop a division. Don't know whether to, who to, but... Mm-hmm. I don't see him get a Premier League club. If he does get a Premier League club, then we'll see St. Jimmy McDonald again, but don't know. And before we, we head off, what players are Aberdeen like with? Well, if Sean you, Maloney. If you believe all the people, that's been quiet. I've not heard of Sean Maloney rumour quite a bit. Uh, Greg Stewart. But he's oh, a, well, we should mention that as well. Greg Stewart. He's uh, linked to Hibs and uh, Aberdeen and Hearts, though. So apparently there's like a few teams chasing him. I think we go for it. If it received the offer, came if it up, came down, I, I think we go Aberdeen. I think if it came down to it, he'd go Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, uh, oh, what's it? There's, a, there's a few players. They've all just went out of my head. Liam Boyce? I've not seen any rumours about that. I know, it's just kind of went off Apparently the two Edinburgh clubs are chasing William Oakley. That's, that's a rumour that's floating about. Um, I'll be safe to say I'll be surprised if Louis Mo picked Hearts over. I'd be quite surprised if Louis Mo was still at Muddle. He went all quiet and now he's just. Yeah. It's just if Muddle will keep him, that's a steal. It'll be like a new signing. Yeah. <laughs> keeping him for another season. Aye, Boyce. Uh, Boyce uh, like Oxford as well. So um, Oxford stealing Liam Lindsay oh and, my and God. William Boyce. Oxford. He I, really? annoys me. It annoys me when guys like that go to clubs in England that aren't really much bigger than any of the standard in Scotland Oxford are not bigger than they might be bigger than Ross County they might be bigger than Partick Thistle but they're not bigger than the, not big, it, the bigger clubs in yeah, Scotland that's the thing like, teams like Oxford are taking some of, some of Scotland's better players and doing nothing with them and then they'll just go down south never be heard off again that's what that was Keane Hemmings Oh, Kane Herring. Did he not? Did he not go? To- he went. He uh, Rangers released him, and I could at the he time. Went, at went, the time, I understood it because he just he, quite apparently wasn't he, good enough. He done well at Dundee, and he went to Oxford. Where is he? Yep, he went. Because <laughs> at Rangers, he wasn't all that good, and then I was over the moon when Rangers released him. And then he went to Dundee, and done well. Went down south. At Oxford. Who's Kane Herring again? I don't know where he is. <laughs> don't know where he is anymore. That's what I mean. Like who is Kane? Like who is Kane anymore? <laughs> yeah. So, John James. Yep. A pleasure as always. Our longest podcast to date, and we we had a, we we had some uh, hearsays, some critics <laughs> saying, "Oh, why are you doing a podcast? Uh, just now, there's no football on. You have nothing to talk about." Even though I think on that note, I think there will be a bit of a prolonged break until the European qualifiers start up. Um, Rangers play the end of June. Yep, I think that's. Yep, so and then the draw's done soon as well. And then. Is that really? Football? So, Football's done until then. Yes, so John James, we will be back for the Rangers' first Europa League and qualifier. And St. Johnson, my apologies, Saints fans, apologies. So Rangers uh, minded so hard. So we'll be back at the end of June 
for a, another Scott score. So John James, take a well-deserved break. <laughs> and it was a pleasure as always. And thank you for being on the show, John James. And until next time, guys, we will see you soon.